Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. Hey, what's Damn. up, everybody? I'm Marcus D'Angelo, and this is The Snake Pit with Jake Roberts. Jake, Crap, how you doing, man. brother? And I look great. You know, <laughs> if I was a chick, I'd do me. What the hell, man? What a way oh. to start this podcast. I couldn't think of any better way to do it. I was going to go into this yeah. whole spiel about the Hall of Famer and the pop culture uh, icon, but health. It's, uh, what the hell, man? We're just having fun. I want the people out there to have fun. That's what this is all about, except when it's not. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about serious subjects. We're going to talk yep. about uh, everything in between. And today uh, we're going to be talking about this Tuesday in Texas, 1991. Oh, um, one of your most famous, famous rivalries. Uh, can't wait to discuss it. But uh, Jake, uh, before we get there, let's let's talk a little bit about AEW. Um, oh, yeah, man, absolutely. It, some fantastic stuff that's been happening over there recently. Uh, most notably is MJF is the new AEW world heavyweight champion. Yeah, that's huge. Huge, huge news. Uh, He gets compared to Piper an awful lot throughout his career. I mean, to you, does this feel like one of those moments where it's like, maybe this is what could have been if Piper had 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 a run with the big belt? Yeah, I definitely could. You know, uh, Roddy was phenomenal. And he's another one of those guys who didn't need a belt, you know, but uh, had – had Vince seen the light and worked with Piper, I think uh, it would have been just unbelievable because uh, Piper was such a such a strong character, man. You know, people believed what Roddy did. The same as with me. We never went out in the ring and had a match where people didn't believe it. And uh, that's what I loved about Roddy. We had that, that <clears throat> thing about us that just said, man, these guys aren't playing. They're for real. And man, you want to talk about believability? Uh, last night he uh, did the surprise turn on William Regal, slugged him with the knucks behind the the head. It was kind of you know it was it was actually kind of a frightening moment because Regal was laying there selling it, not moving, and it's like man, this yeah. is this is wild. So yeah, he's uh, you want to talk about believable? He is it. Um, yeah, believe believe this. If William Regal 
went down, he had to give him a good shot because <laughs> William Regal is a friggin' horse. And uh, the bad thing for MJF is if William comes back and wants him, there's not a damn thing MJF can do. William Regal will tie him in knots and spank his ass. Man, I don't care how old William Regal gets. That guy is tougher than a $2 Oh, steak. my God, brother. You have no idea. No idea. <laughs> so I've heard him tell some wild stories. Um, uh, so another thing I wanted to talk about with you uh, is, uh, so last night, Dax Harwood took on Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard you speak glowingly about both guys. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Did, did we just watched the two best wrestlers in the world have a singles match last night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dax is uh, underrated by, by all, you know, but I think last night he showed that he can carry things way, any way he wants to. And for him and Danielson to go out there and give it all that, man, these guys are old school. You know, I'm not old school. I'm from a school that burned down before they built the old school. But those two guys are old school. And when they get in the ring, they're not playing, man. They're going for it. And, uh, I love that. I mean, last night I was, I was in a very, very, very dark, mean place last night because I had something horrible happen to a car of mine. But um, it helped. It helped watching those two guys because I knew. And I just wished I'd have been there. That way I could have felt the energy that was inside that building. You know, the fans and, and even the talent. I guarantee you the talent was glued to a set somewhere going, oh, my God. You know, because there's just no way to compete with that. When you're no. watching the best, you're watching the best. You may wish you were, but you're not. You're not. You know, I, I think if, if people thought that they were good, they're seeing a match like that and thinking, man, yeah. I gotta I gotta step up my game. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, you had said that they're old school. Uh, last thing I want to talk about with AEW before we get into our subject yeah. is uh, another old school guy. Um, who's been tearing it up in the ring himself? Uh, Jeff Jarrett is part Jeff, of AEW yeah. now. Um, what do you what do you think of Jeff Jarrett's involvement? Have you have you spent a lot of time with Jeff? Oh, over the years, Jeff and I never bumped around much with each other. Um, unfortunately, uh, for both of us, I think we could have made a lot of money together. But seeing Jeff there is just great because you know anybody that has been the other places and gets the opportunity to go to AEW, they get a taste of the real deal, man. They get a taste of uh, being treated like a man and being treated fairly. And uh, you may not like the directions AEW goes sometimes, but let me tell you, they do it with class. And it feels good to be treated like that. And I'm sure Jeff, just like everybody else that comes in there, just like you know, when, when Mark Henry came, he's got his mouth open walking around going, oh, you know, because it's just, it's a completely different animal than, than what you're used to with uh, with Vince, you know. Vince, you're on pins and needles all the time. But uh, here, they just, they just want you to go do your thing, man. And uh, he's getting the opportunity to do it. And, uh, you know, he's going to be doing it with Sting. That'll be good. It'll be good stuff. I guarantee you that it'll be exciting. You'll you'll be on the edge of your seat waiting to see what happens next. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I wish Jeff the best. That's one of the things that's always stuck out to me about AEW is their respect for veterans in the business. Yeah, Yourself, absolutely. Arn Anderson. I know that Dean Malenko's behind the scenes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a veteran presence like Jeff Jarrett there in the ring and behind the scenes, man, it's it's going to level them up. 
it's good for them, man. And uh, they need that. We all need that. No question about it. And you know what else we all need is to get into this subject, Jake. Oh, um, he, you know, we, we break down or I've heard a lot of breakdowns of, uh, <laughs> you know, your rivalry with with Randy Savage. But it, it all always focuses on the Cobra bite. And we're going to chat about it I today. Why? <laughs> well, it left an impression on people's minds. It uh, did, especially... but, you know, we, we had a phenomenal match earlier uh, in our run up there, you know, when we were on the Saturday night main event. That's was, right. It was an awesome night because uh, let me tell you a little story here. You'll get a little ha ha out of this. I had uh, made my mark with uh, uh, Mr. Uh, oh my gosh, the head of NBC. Oh, um, uh, producer Dom, chime Nick in. Ebersol? Ebersol. I'd made my mark with Ebersol earlier whenever I went on uh, the first Saturday Night Live. Hell, I might as well tell you that too. What happened was it was my first time on Saturday Night Live. And I'd gotten to the building early. And to be honest, I sat outside and smoked in Tubi. <laughs> and then I just kind of cruised in, you know. Ooh, ah. Uh, so I found me a good place to sit. And I was just in awe of all the production equipment they had brought. NBC, when NBC comes to town, brother, they bring it all, you know. I mean, I'd seen, I'd seen, uh, you know, cables and stuff strolling around for, uh, for TV with Vince, but whenever NBC came in, man, they brought extra trucks, extra cables, extra people. Big time. And, you know, and the food was unbelievable, you know, and it was just, oh my God, this is the way first class must feel. So I'm there just sitting back, looking at it in awe, watching people run around like, like mice. And this guy walks up to me and uh, says, oh, says, uh, you got a part tonight. And uh, here's the script. And he hands me this paper. And I just flip through a couple of them and I look. And they're telling me to say some really stupid shit. Stuff that Jake the Snake would never say. You know, corny stuff, you know. Right. And man, it pissed me off. So I yelled at the guy. He'd taken off walking. I said, come here. And he came back over and said, tell NBC to shove this shit up their ass. I'm not doing this fucking crap. You guys don't know who the fuck I am, man. Forget it. Tell them. And he leaves. Well, about two hours later, I'm talking to Jesse Ventura. And now everybody's getting there. And I'm talking to Jesse. He's like, what do you think about this, Jake? He says, unbelievable. I'm like, yeah, man, it's crazy, man. The, the amount of people they got here and all the trucks and all the cameras. And, oh, my God, this is crazy, man. He's like, yeah. He said, this is what the real world should be. I'm like, yeah. I said, except for that shit they brought me. He goes, what? And I showed him the papers. This crap. So can you see me saying, no, I would not say one word of any of this shit. He's like, oh, that's okay, though, Jay. They just kind of give that to you to show you the format that they're doing, and you go ahead and do your thing. I said, well, don't worry, Jesse. I'm doing my own thing because I told them to take that shit and shove it up their ass. He said, well, who did you tell that to? And I look up, and there's Eversol, you know, across the way. And he's talking to Vince. And I went, that fucking idiot over there with the with the, with the baseball cap on. And he goes, oh, shit, Jake. 
That's Dick Ebersol, the head of NBC. <laughs> oh, fuck, Jake. You're so fucked, man. <laughs> and about that time, they start walking towards me. Jesse says, see you, dude. <laughs> he, he, don't, he don't even want to be around for this shit. Jesse knows where to be at the right time. Yeah, get the hell out of there, man. There's a bomb coming. So they walked up to me and they said, Vince is, uh, Jake, I hear you had a little uh, talk with Mr. Ebersol here. I'm like, I'm sorry. I did not know. I'm so sorry. I was stoned. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm a complete fucking idiot. Please don't fire me. Because I figured I was getting fired right there. Uh, right was, was this your your first year in the WWF? Yes. Oh no. Yes. Oh and no. And I figured I just shit in the box, man. And now I'm fixing to be put inside that box and shipped out. And Eversol looks at me and he goes, "Well, you seem to think you know everything." I said, uh, "Tell me what you would do in that segment there where we're on an interview. Something different. Something out of the, out of the ordinary." I just looked at him and said, "I'll." Uh, I'll strip down and naked and take a take a shower with a snake. How's that? <laughs> and that's what they did. That was that episode. Yeah, that was that episode. And he that loved is, it. That is so I saved know, my ass. I've, so I've, I've seen that interview a hundred times. I never knew the backstory. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the next time we're on NBC is the time that I wrestle Randy. Well, they pulled us together and they set us down. They said, okay, dudes. Here's what's happening. No one has ever had an NBC Saturday night without Hulk Hogan, the main event. But tonight we are. You two have been chosen to give us the main event. Oof. Not only that, we're going to give you three segments to go through. So oh. you'll have plenty of time to give it a real show. Should you fail, when I talk about failing, I'm talking about the numbers changing whenever we go to break. If we lose the fans during break, you guys will be doing your next wrestling in Poughkeepsie, New York on a local television station. Oh, no. And I'm like, fuck it, man. Fine. You know, I got this. Randy, on the other hand, went fucking apeshit crazy. Oh my God, good old money. What are we going to do? Holy shit, we got to do some more. We got to do this. We got to do that. We're going to have to jump off the top of the fucking building. Oh my God. <laughs> and he's walking around, Jake, it's your fucking mom. Oh my God. And I'm like, dude, dude, what are you doing, man? He goes, man, we got we to gotta give them some shit they've never seen before. I'm like, you're wrong, man. You're wrong. The reason we're getting this opportunity is because of what we've done before. Our style. Our the way we go in and grit it out. That's what they want. They don't want us to go out there and be somebody we're not. I don't think so, Jake. We're going to have to move you. I'm like, holy shit, man. <laughs> so when we went out and started that match, man, I just had to let Randy go off on me until he got tired. Then once he got tired, we were doing a good match. But we made it. They they loved it. Now, of course, what? That was that was two or three times before we do this thing this Tuesday in Texas. Would that have been the first time that you worked with Savage? Yes. Uh, yes. So had you met him prior? Oh yeah, we'd met. We'd met back in the day, you know. Oh okay. Never wrestled him before. But Randy's wired tight, man. He was uh he was amped up. 
on all my interviews, I said, Randy, you got to quit eating the coffee grounds. You know, just drink the coffee. (laughs) For Christ's sake, brother, step down a little bit, man. You're going to blow up. We're going to get into a little bit of his, uh, what headspace he was in during this period of time. Madness fit him perfect. Absolutely. Mr. Madness, which we'll we'll get into as well. Um, well, so the, the lead up to uh, this Tuesday in Texas, it really started at SummerSlam 91. You and The yeah. Undertaker had a very unique wedding gift uh, for Savage. Um, I want to. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I look good, don't I? <laughs> like a million bucks, man. Mm. And I want to I definitely want to watch that at some point. I think we're going to do a watch along sure. that and the lead up to it. Um, but I do have to ask, you know, uh, during this period, I'm wondering where your head was because the, oh, the Ultimate man. Warrior, the Ultimate it's Warrior thing had just fallen through. Yeah. yeah. And you you were yeah. looking forward to that. But he was he was kind of being an asshole through the whole well, thing. I'd taken a month off while we did those damn vignettes. Which were fantastic, you know? by the way. Yeah, they were fantastic. Plus, oh, man, the beginning of it was I was in Orlando, Florida. And uh, Black Jack Lanza came to me and said, Vince wants to talk to you on the phone. I'm like, holy shit, what have I done? And I'm trying to figure out what I've done wrong. And I go to the phone. He's like, Jake, we'd like to give you an opportunity to, to wrestle a warrior. I'm like, really? I'm getting a shot? He said, you're getting a shot. If the warrior will agree to it. No, I'm like, do love. What? He's like, yeah, you need to go to the Warriors dressing room and talk to him and ask him if he'll wrestle you for a while. <laughs> well, you're fucking kidding me, right? He's like, absolutely not. If he says yes, you'll wrestle. If he says no, you won't. Unbelievable. So I got to go kiss this guy's ass to wrestle him? Absolutely. So I had to go and knock on his door and like, Mr. Warrior... Uh, Vince has told me he would like for us to get together and I would love to work with you. Now, here's what he says to me. I don't give a fuck what your fucking deal is, man, where your fucking head's at, what your family problems are, your fucking kids, nothing. You understand? I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't care what you want to do out there. You're going to do what I want to do out there. You got that? I'm like, well, I understand, man. I said, I just want to go out. Don't worry about nothing. Here's the thing, Jake. You got fucking problems. I don't want our problems getting away of my fucking money. You got that? Of course, he was referring to me being suspended once. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, sir, I understand completely just exactly how you feel. And then for him to fucking get fired. <laughs> you go through all that only for him to get fired afterwards. And to get fired. And I'm the one that gets to carry the empty fucking bucket. Oh. Because that was going to be my big run. Right. My, my opportunity to finally be on top and get the money. That's the thing, to get the money. I mean, because until then, you're not getting the money. You're getting I'll... fed, but you're not getting the money. Podcast fans, huge ad-free shows announcement. The premiere of Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast, is coming to ad-free shows live next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's December 6th for a live watch-along of his world title match against Goldberg from Stargate. It's happening next Tuesday on adfreeshows.com. Here's the deal. All $29 level members and higher on ad-free shows will be invited to join the live watch-along event. And top guy members will get to come up and chat live with Kevin during the event. 
Talk to Kevin. Kevin talks to nobody. He barely talks to me, and I'm his co-host. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to chat one-on-one with Kevin and watch this live watch-along next Tuesday at freeshows.com. I guess it's all's well that ends well in the, you know, you wound up, you wound up working with Savage and it wound yeah. up being this really iconic period of time. But man, what a, what a kick in the nuts. Yeah, it was horrible, brother. And I remember Vince looking at me and saying, you got the worst goddamn luck. Because <laughs> that's the second time I got robbed. Oh, we're, we're talking about the first time next week. was with Hogan, so. Yeah, we're we actually go. coming okay, up on the 36-year anniversary of that, which is why oh, we're, we're discussing it next week. Well, so after the Warrior deal, you start working with Sid. Uh, yeah. but it was it was not to be so Short long. Lived. Yep, Short I've lived. got I've got this from the Observer. Justice suffered a tendon injury in his left bicep on ten seven in Orlando, and has yeah. he's been out of action ever since. The latest word we had was that he was going to get the final word on whether or not he would need surgery on ten twenty one, and if he did, he'd have surgery later that week. Um, so since his, his injury opened the door for you to work with Savage, but was that the plan all along? Because it kind of no. feels like, yeah, I was no, going to say, it, not. it feels like the right approach would have been for you to defeat Sid on the way to yeah. Savage, right? That's not the way it went. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go out there and make Sid look good. Uh, when did you first cross paths with Sid in your career? Oh, God. Earlier, I'd met Sid a few times in different places, you know, that's about it. Um, he never wrestled a territory with me. I wish he had, because I could have. I could have taught him a lot. Right. Uh, I like. I like Sid. You know, but um, in the ring, he, he he had. You know, he's got this monster body. Mm-hmm. And he just destroys it. <laughs> All conception of wrestling. He didn't understand the business and how to get over. Other than his body, but his body got him over. Man, he was, he was decent on interviews too. Yeah, I mean, you know, in 1995 when he became uh, Psycho Sid. Psycho man, Sid, that, that that was a perfect label for him. Good, like those promos he was doing, those intense looks on his face. Oh I love Sid. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I'm, man. I'm a Sid Psycho guy. Psycho Sid. We we used to call him Baseball Sid. <laughs> softball Sid, not baseball. Softball, softball Sid. Sid. Is he allowed to play softball? You know? so I think that might be a T-shirt for us. He, uh, he played, he played, you know, softball professionally. So, you know, he loved it, man. I mean, there were stories of him being in different territories, and spring would come along and he'd disappear. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I was gonna say, rumor has it that he wasn't super passionate about pro wrestling. No. He would often take off to go and, and do softball. Um, yeah. Was that that was your impression of him overall? Yeah. Just not not super passionate yeah. in it for the money. Yeah, he was honest about it, though. I mean, you can't really ask for more. He's being himself. No, he's doing what he loves. I can't stand in that stand in the way of that for any man. And you know, he's uh, he's what Arn Anderson would probably call a uh, a, a monster truck or a dump truck or something like that. One of those guys that just uh, runs through you in the ring. Yeah, well, I'm sure that uh, he would have a lot to say about Sid. <laughs> they, you know, they they do they, have a bit of a history. <laughs> yeah, they do, man. It was a horrible, horrible thing to happen too. Oh gosh. Well, uh, were you optimistic that you could get the best out of Sid? Uh, despite oh yeah, his limitations? yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's that's one of the things that got me where I where I wound up is my ability to go out and wrestle anybody and make it really good. 
It didn't matter if it was Andre, who, when I wrestled him, he could not get up and down. If you knocked him down, he was like a butt on his back, bug on his back. He just couldn't move his arms, and that was it. So I never knocked him down in a match, if you think about it. And if I had him staggered, he was always near a rope so he could support himself. Mm. You know, and that's the reason he couldn't work with Hogan every night. That's also the reason that when he worked with the Warrior, it was a two-minute match or less than a minute sometimes. Because Warrior know. wouldn't be able to protect him no, the way that you had. Warrior didn't understand how to do those things to work around him. Right. You know, the great wrestlers are said to be able to work with a broomstick. Mm-hmm. Now, I've wrestled a broomstick several times just to <laughs> see if I could do it. And I did it. In fact, I got beat two out of three. <laughs> Son of a bitch got me, man. The damn broomstick went over. Oh, brother. Knocked the dog shit out of me. Close me one time. I thought he'd kill me. Well, you, I mean, the, everybody knows you're a hell of a worker. Another guy that's a fantastic worker who's just coming into the territory is Ric Flair during this era. Yeah. Um, so the nature boy comes in and uh, he jumps with the belt following some big issues with Jim Hurd. Um, Jake, I know you're an old school guy. And recently uh, you made some headlines on uh, your, your former podcast here, DDP Snake Pit, where you yeah. were saying that Bret Hart uh, got what he deserved in Montreal because Damn he right. wasn't willing to do business. Damn right, man. You know, I, I can't stand these guys that once they're given the opportunity to hold on to that belt, they decide they're not going to give it back. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? You know, if you tried that back in the day, they said, fine, that's no problem. They'd put you in the ring with some shooter, and that son of a bitch would tear your ass apart, and you'd be begging to give that belt up. Yep. You know, that's just the way it was done back in the day. Was that I your impression? Say, oh, go ahead. Same thing for Flair. should have had the same thing. Yeah. I don't believe in that, man. Look at all the years Rick was gifted with that belt. Now, he earned it. He did a hell of a job with her. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he put the time in. He did the hard work, and he performed, man, every night. And he put serious time in every night. It didn't matter if it was with Kerry Von Erich or Dusty Rhodes or whoever. He worked for them and to them. He made them look great. Yep. And that's hard work sometimes. Yeah. still, to steal the belt, and that's what you're doing. You're stealing it. You know, you're robbing them. That is and what it boils down you're, to. You're playing, you're playing a move and a power play. And uh, they got away with it, though, didn't they? He sure did. And wound up heading did. back. Yeah, heading back recently um, or uh, shortly hereafter in, in, yeah. in 92. Um, yeah. So what was your relationship like with Flair at this time? No. It just n- not even really talk no. to each other? We didn't talk to each other much, man. Uh I wish we had him. Looking back, it would have been the smart thing for me to do. I should have smoothed up to him and uh, played the game, but I'm just not very good at playing that game, man. It's not that I don't respect him because I do respect him and I do love him for what he does in the ring, but I don't think that I should have to kiss his ass, man. And I won't. You know, I mean, I like you, Rick. And uh, we should hang out sometime. I'd be glad to cook some barbecue for you. And uh, the only thing I won't do with you is have a drink. Won't do that. I, I think he'd understand. 
Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, you and Rick had worked previously in Mid South, nineteen eighty-five, yeah. and it was yeah. a great match. A really, yeah. really unique uh, start to the, the match. Beginning? Yeah, I did you before the bell rang, which is just a genius move. My, uh, my idea. <laughs> my idea. And you couldn't pin him. Uh, no. And so you kind of had a claim to the belt. I tried to pin him. They wouldn't count him. What the fuck, man? I, he's here. And they gave him two or three minutes to recover. And he came back in the ring. And when he did, he was still selling it. He did the right thing. And uh, we got away with having a great match in Oklahoma City. Just such a cool match. And we are going to do that uh, one of these days. We'll do a bonus watch along or something. Oh, that'd be um, fun. Absolutely. Uh, let's jump back into the action, though. Uh, Sid's gone, and you and Savage are now on oh, a yeah. collision course. Um, so your relationship with, with Savage overall, pretty good over the years? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got along well, man. I was probably telling him a dirty joke right then. <laughs> you did have a, a sly look on your face. Oh, yeah. You know, I wasn't <laughs> talking about wrestling, I guarantee you. Uh, look at that chick over there. She's got her skirt hiked up. I think she looks like me. <laughs> likely so man we're hitting we're hitting the high spots early in the podcast no, just being real man that's that's what i love about you brother um so savage had been defeated by warrior at wrestlemania yeah. seven earlier that year yeah. uh so he was out of uh in-ring action clearly he wasn't ready to take a back seat just yet and as the the rest of his career would show uh you know he continued to work in the ring did you ever talk to him about his desire to to step back in the ring no it's the same thing we all go through man you know, once you've been in the ring, you can't give it up. You know, the, the opportunity to go out there and perform in front of the fans and feel that energy and that rush that you get from it, that's the greatest high known to man. You know, you get that adrenaline pop, man. Woo, boy, nothing hurts. You feel like you're on top of the world. I never, ever had a problem in the ring. But outside the ring, I had problems. Because inside the ring, I was in control. I knew how to make the people sit up, stand up, sit down, cry, throw shit at me, want to kill me, and then have them want to love me. You know, that's what you could do. You could juggle their I called it for better for for lack of a better term, masturbating their emotions. Because that's what you're doing. I've never heard right of it that the, way. You're getting right to the edge, then you pull it back. You know, and it's the same thing when you're making love. Hopefully you don't go out and hit the DDT first. You know, <laughs> In the first few seconds. Right. You'll hopefully you'll <laughs> wait till the end, you know. <laughs> right. give, give the girl a chance, man. Come on. I, I, I smell a social media clip out of that one. Oh, probably. <laughs> Um, well, you continued to goad him uh, in a series of promos until you yeah. coerced him into the ring. He's doing commentary with uh, McMahon and Piper on Superstars. Yeah. Uh, and we're at a moment that fans are very familiar with. Uh, we've got this from The Observer. Uh, two main angles at the televised taping, 1021 in Fort Wayne, Indiana, approximately 6,000 fans in an 8,000-seat building. The main angle saw Jake Roberts win a squash match and start insulting Randy Savage. Uh, Savage yeah. hit... He hits the ring. The ref steps in and stops him and warns him that if he gets in the ring, he'll lose his announcing job. Savage stops, but then is jumped by Roberts, who ties him up in the ropes and keeps sticking the cobra in his face for about 30 second intervals before yeah. Roddy Piper ran in for the save. All yeah. the agents and Elizabeth came out and Savage did a stretcher job and ended up falling off the stretcher, which is funny, while uh, Roberts was in the ring laughing. It's got a lot of reaction live and upset a lot of kids in the audience. 
Oh yeah, it sure did, man. And uh, upset Randy too, because you know, as my you know, Randy before before we did that thing, he came to me and says, uh, "Jake, we're gonna pull the angle tonight, brother. You're gonna hook that cover up to my arm. What do you think about that?" Yeah, I dig it. I'm like, "Yeah, sounds great, Randy." He's like, "I gotta ask you something. Are you sure that snake's been fixed?" <laughs> I'm like, what? Fixed. Randy, I, you think I would put a, a real cobra on you? Hey, crazier things have happened here in the WWF, brother. Don't kid yourself. A lot of shit goes down behind those closed doors. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So maybe that snake's been fixed and maybe it hasn't. I said, Randy, I give you my word. It don't fucking matter your word shit to me. Oh no. What we need to do is find out if that snake's been fixed. And here's how we're going to find out, Jake. Snake man. Yeah. You need to hook him up to you first. Can you dig it? And I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that. Well, if you don't fucking do it, we're going to have to fight. That's what we're going to have to do. God damn it. Get the fuck up. And I'm like, oh man, are you serious? Fucking right up series. Come on, let's go. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I get the cobra out of the bag. I pull my pant legs up and then he bite me on the leg. So as soon as I get him off my leg, Randy's like, all right, sit down. Don't take no elixirs. Don't take no antidotes. Don't take oh my no God. pills. Don't drink nothing. I want to see if the juice really gets to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're going to find out. <laughs> So after 15 minutes, he says, okay, I'll do the deal in the ring. So when it came time for me to do the thing in the ring, I was pretty upset about what had happened in the locker room. Mm -hmm. So I just say I amped the snake up a little bit by turning my back to Savage and just slapping the piss out of that snake. <laughs> oh, my God. His mouth flew open. And he, holla, holla, holla. <laughs> You know, and I got him over to Randy. He's like, oh. <laughs> he got he got a hold of him. Sorry about that. That's he right. Got a hold, he got a hold of him, man. And Randy, I finally knelt down and said, Randy, you're selling it really good. He's like, get damn brother, get that son of a bitch <laughs> off of me. Well, you know, I grabbed a hold of the snake and I pulled, and he wouldn't let go. I pulled back and forth. Like, holy shit. Well, that's when they sent Piper down. Piper said, Piper, who's deathly afraid of snakes, stands about 15 feet away and yells at me, Ben said, get the snake off of him. <laughs> I said, I'm trying. So I'm pulling, I'm pulling, I'm pulling. Now he sends Elizabeth down. And Elizabeth, she comes down and Piper gets her and puts her in front of him and pushes her up closer. <laughs> Vincent, get the snake off Randy right now. <laughs> and there you I'm are shaking trying. it, pulling. Pulling, pulling, oh, pulling, pulling. And finally I had to you know, do the old lion tamers thing where I spread his jaws open. Mm -hmm. Well, I did that. But I remember Randy told me, he says, once he lets go, you need to come back to me because I may want you to hook him back up. I want this angle to work. Yeah. So I went over and said, Randy, you want me to hook him back? Get this fucking thing away from me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. It was funnier than shit, man. That man. I mean, it was really hard to keep from laughing for me. 
you really had to be hard. on like as you're walking back to the locker room, you got to be on cloud nine, right? Oh, like that brother, are you kidding me? People were throwing shit, yelling shit at me. Kids crying. I, I finally felt at home. <laughs> <laughs> I finally felt at home. Speaking of the Cobra, we got this. Oh man, that thing is awesome. Uh, it's is like a cool? Greek. It, for those of you who are just listening, uh, not watching on YouTube, he's got this Greek statue made by Sin Bodhi, yep. uh, the former Kazarni of WWE fame. Um, and man, it is so cool. Jake's holding uh, out a, a cobra, and uh, we're, I think we're going to have that up for sale at some point in yeah. jakethesnakeshop.com. Look at the base of it, it's got so much stuff to look at, man. Anyway. Yes badass that's how i felt man i felt like i was on top of the world and uh skin was just oh my i felt like my hair was growing you know which i could right. use today but uh <laughs> so much fun for that so i'm i'm right there which is why i'm wearing a hat i don't need my chrome yeah. dome shining yeah. off the... well you can't because of the lighting <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I do want to give our audience a little bit of perspective on uh, what was going on on the other channel real quick. Um, so on the same day as this taping, Arachnaman made his debut in WCW. Uh, Kevin Nash is taking his big ass to the ring wearing a rubber old man mask and calling himself Oz. Oh, great angle. Oh, great angle. Uh, speaking of great, your buddy DDP is out there looking like yeah. a, a lost and found came to life with all the yeah, gimmicks absolutely. he was wearing. He had 200 gimmicks. Unbelievable. He's a gimmick, man. Still is. In my head, Jim heard hears about this, and he's like, "Man, how am I gonna how am I gonna compete with that?" Oh fuck, I got it. Six days later, uh, Abdul the Butcher gets fucking electrocuted at Halloween Havoc 1991. So hey, that's what's going on with the competition, Jake. That's called strong effort, man. You know, desperate <laughs> men do desperate things. They're they're trying, you know. WWF. Yeah, it, it didn't matter. You're not going to top what we did. No, I, I mean, no WWF always gets, you know, stamped with that. Oh, they were cartoonish in that era. Yeah. But man, yeah, you were, you were anything but. I never was a cartoon, man. I, I refuse to be that. If people want to watch comedy, get it off my ass real quick. You were, you were deadly serious. And, uh, you know, something else that we've all got to take deadly seriously is our online security and, our, and protecting oh, ourselves uh, uh, with NordVPN. So uh, nowadays, you cannot be too careful when it comes to protecting yourself from people online, stealing private data, and invading your privacy. But what if you're not tech savvy? Well, NordVPN is a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity. It's incredibly easy for me to use. With just one click, I'm protected. I don't have to be a tech genius to use it. With my NordVPN account, I can have up to six devices protected. I no longer wow. have to worry about hackers or malicious sites or pop-ups. Uh, but that's not it, Jake. NordVPN mm. has also got you covered when it comes to entertainment. Have oh. you ever gotten, Jake, have you ever gotten really excited about a TV show or a movie and you find out it's not available in your country? Oh, gotcha. It happens to me all the time. But with NordVPN, I can switch my virtual location on my device with one click and I can access streaming services from over 60 countries at no what? extra cost. No 60 way. 60 countries all across the world. Um, and oh, uh, this, uh, it opens up so many more opportunities for entertainment uh, that you just wouldn't have without NordVPN. Um, and here's the best part, Jake. It's the price of a cup of coffee every month. Which what? Is, uh, that's it. Small price to pay for this premium cybersecurity and access to a vast amount of entertaining content across the world. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN.com forward slash ddp snake yep we're still using ddp snake for the <sighs> remainder of the year but we're gonna be uh the snake pit probably next year 
uh but that'll get you it will get you a huge discount off your nordvpn plan plus four months for free it's completely risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee that site again is nordvpn.com forward slash ddp snake get over there and take care of your cyber take your cyber security that's crazy Dude, a cup of coffee every month, and you get to protect yourself, get all that access. Come on. Unbelievable. If you're not doing it, you're missing out. I mean, the protection is like putting a condom on your computer. <laughs> which, 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 I mean, you need, right? At, oh, my God. Are you kidding me, man? I know Hacksaw was telling me he got ambushed or whatever they call it, uh, sniped or what is it? Uh, hacked. Hacked. That's it. Yep. I should, should remember the hacked hacksaw. <laughs> come on, come on. Is hacksaw got hacked on Twitter? His Twitter yeah. went down. It was verified Absolutely, and everything. He had man. to he had to start all over again. So yeah, it's, it's a mess, man. You got to protect yourself. Um, wow. Savage. I'm doing it, that tonight. <laughs> you're you're gonna get NordVPN? Hell yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the condom thing. Oh, right, that we'll, too. We'll, we'll get we'll get back on track. I, I should put a condom <laughs> on my head because I'm a dickhead. <laughs> Hard, hard to get back on track after oh this. Oh my god, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, so Savage is still suspended from working at this point, yeah. uh, but he begins to replace Sid on the house shows now that Sid is hurt. Right. Um, but he's working under the alter ego, Mr. Madness. Uh, Couldn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's who who could have known? Uh, but you, you work a series of singles matches with him, most of which end in DQ. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then he begins to team with your your pal and mine, Jim Duggan, against yeah. yourself and Taker. Um, yeah. did, Jake, did you ever see any of that Midnight Rider stuff they were doing in JCP oh, with Dusty? I was there. Yeah. Oh, I was there. You were? Yeah, he did that because me and uh, Kevin Sullivan, had, uh, I dressed up in a Santa Claus suit on Christmas night and had to hand out candy the whole night through the whole building. And if the people had have found me, they would have killed me, man, because I was being barred from the building because Kevin Sullivan was doing some horrible things to Dusty Rhodes. And they were doing a, a loser leave town match. And I worked my way down to ringside during the cage match. And at the appropriate time, I seen an opening and I, I handed Kevin Santa Claus handed Kevin some brass knucks and he hit Dusty and he went down. And that's when he came back with the Midnight Rider. See, I did oh, not yeah. know. I did not know yeah. that they were doing that in Florida. I knew about it in JCP. No, no, no. We did that in Florida, brother. And uh, that this was way back there. I was, I was normally wrestling Barry Windham, but I'd been barred from the building. And man, it was crazy, man. We had to fight our way back to the locker room. And now we're in the locker room and we're hearing people say, Buck Santa, kill Santa, kill Santa. <laughs> the next morning I'm eating breakfast, wherever that was at. And I buy a, uh, not a USA Today, a tri Tampa Tribune newspaper. And I open it up and <laughs> says, four Santa Clauses were attacked last night. <laughs> There's a bunch of people beating up Santas that are walking around. Oh no! So they're out there ringing they're the bell like, in front of the grocery yeah, store. Hell getting yeah, man! Jumped by I wrestling fans. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That that is amazing. I had, I had no idea. So I knew about your stuff with Barry Windham in Florida, which oh, yeah. we are we are going to watch Phenomenal. that match where you break his nose, and it is tremendous. Phenomenal matches with Barry, man. He was a great worker, and uh, I love him and I love the work we did. But let's get back to what we were talking about. Well, yeah. What, what did you think of the Mr. Madness gimmick overall? Oh, come on. Give it a break. 
I mean, please, you know, they did the same thing in Louisiana with uh, uh, JYD. They called him Stagger Lee. Oh, he I had didn't to wear a mask. Yeah, he had to wear a mask. It was like somebody comes up with a good idea somewhere. They pass it around the country. <laughs> you know, that was a good thing about the territory days. You know, you could do something in Louisiana. Nobody's seen it. You know, Texas, North Texas, nobody's seen it. So you can go up and do it again. By then, it had been everywhere. If it works, it works. Yep. Well, yeah, by then, it had been everywhere. You know, especially it was just, as I said a few years earlier, JCP, uh, they had Dusty doing the Midnight Rider. Sure. The same thing. He didn't even change his voice. It was hilarious. No, God, no. (laughs) He's going to change his size, too, right? He was slim, trim, right? (laughs) Well, it has to, right? You got to make it. You got to sell it. Yeah, Um, right. Well, so the other thing I'd really like to talk about with this is uh, you and the Undertaker as a tag team. It's so cool. Um, and yeah, it's something we that were badasses, man. man, fans, fans talk about how you guys could have had a run and probably should have had a longer run, maybe even with the tag belts. Well, uh, we, what can you tell us about him during this time? Well, he, he was, he was green, you know, and, but the greatest thing about him was, was he was open to learning. I mean, man, he asked me questions. He wanted to know about this, wanted to know about that. And of course he had Paul Bearer with him and Paul knew what the hell to do. So he was just sucking the energy out of both of us, getting that information. And uh, he's definitely a student of the game then. And he learned quick, learned quick. And I love to take her like a brother. I really, really do. Utmost respect. He deserves everything he gets. But at the time, man, when they tagged us up, I was like, holy shit. There's nobody. Nobody that has a chance in the ring with us. And they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you guys made a badass tag team. It worked. Oh, shit, man. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fun we to watch. We could have whipped the Warriors, man. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen more, but just cool, cool also that, you know, he's he's still pretty young in his career. Yeah. And you're a savvy veteran by then. So I'm, I'm sure it was yeah. a, a real learning opportunity for him. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time together in the car. I mean, that's that's where we learned so much was in the car. You talk about your match, and you talk about what you could have done differently. That's one of the things missing the day, the camaraderie uh, that we had back then. You know, the time in the car. That's that's the thing that uh, that's the thing that made real champions because you you do three hundred miles home and the whole time you got to stay awake. So let's talk about the match. What could you have done differently? Mm-hmm. How could you have done it? How was your timing on that? What What do you think your reaction was? Could have been better with this. Could have been better with that. Maybe if you had done this, you know, and just suggesting things back and forth, you know, tossing them back and forth around each other. And you'd be surprised what you come up with, man. You come up with some gold is what you come up with. And you guys were working every night, you know, oh, so yeah. every night you get it. You get to try that new thing, see if it works, yeah. doesn't work. Just, yeah, no, it's, and you know, nowadays they don't even travel together. I think a lot of guys have tour buses and stuff. They, they ride around. That's on. crazy. Man, uh, I'm sure it would it'd probably give them a little more longevity in the business because they can sleep or whatever on the road. Well, they're but, only you know, working three times a week. Come on. Yeah, they're, they're missing out on a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, your heel work uh, stirred a fan base rally, which led to Savage's reinstatement by Jack Tunney. 
Um, Savage is expected to take Sid's place in the Survivor Series against yourself, IRS, and the Disasters, but uh, Jack Tunney instead prohibited him from the event due to his condition. And he also said that snakes are now barred from ringside, that Savage could get his redemption at you against uh, this Tuesday in Texas, which is our subject. Um, Why do you think they didn't just have you guys work at Survivor Series? You going over there would have worked, right? Didn't need it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and I guess it's a shortened time frame up until it, the next it would have, It would have taken something away from the big pop of Tuesday in Texas. Well, uh, the, on also on the way to Survivor Series, uh, you appeared on the Arsenio Hall show to act oh as a commentator God. with Arsenio and Mean Gene during a match oh between the Nasty God. Boys and the Legion of Doom. Jake, I've got to say, I watched this video while I was doing some prep. Uh, we'll get it up on social media. Oh. Um, but you being a broadcaster, uh, I mean, I saw you do it in WCW mm-hmm. with Jim Ross, who, by the mm-hmm. way, on his podcast, uh, Grilling JR, he said that you were a natural for it. You would have been great at it. Um, did you have hopes of getting into broadcasting when you were done? I away? sure do. I sure do. I still do. I'm hoping the AEW will give me that opportunity, but, uh, they may not. I don't know. Man, I would love to do it. You've got all the same qualities of, of Jesse Ventura, and I think you might be a better talker. You, you are a better talker. Oh, no doubt. So, Please, so give, me a, give it a break. So, man, it's, it would have been awesome to see you in that you role. Know, the Arsenio Hall show, let me tell you about my memory from that. Yes. The, uh, oh, my God. Really high-profile gig at the, the time. The producer comes to me and says, all right, Mr. Roberts, says, uh, you don't know, do you? Do you ever watch our show? I said, sure, man. Everybody watches your show. He's like, well, have you ever seen an animal act on our show? I said, you know, I, I don't think I have. He goes, well, the reason being is Arsenio is scared to death of any animal, any bug, any spider, a cat, whatever. He's scared to death. So whatever you do, do not get that snake out. <laughs> well, you don't tell me that. That's just asking for it. So I wasn't going to, but then he made some remark about uh, the gift they had left in the, in our, in the green room for us. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's a gift. No, I'll show you a damn gift, man. And I dropped that damn snake out on his desk and he got up and left. (laughs) He left. He didn't just walk off stage. He ran off stage and then he ran out the door. It's like got into a car, left. And left. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember the comedian, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel had to finish the show for it. That is when amazing. we walk back, when we walk back, I hear this laughter that is just going crazy. And I look and it's Bill Cosby. He's laying in the floor laughing because <laughs> Arsenio ran by him screaming like a little girl. And and Cosby had pissed on himself from laughing too much. <laughs> so that's the reason Howie Mandel had to go out, or they was going to have Cosby go out, but Cosby couldn't because his pants he were so... <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and say that you weren't invited back to the Arsenio Hall you show. You you're right. <laughs> what did he imagine that? why? Oh, <laughs> oh well. Uh that is incredible, uh, and we are going to get that clip up. And now I want to see – we're going to get the end of that clip up on oh, social. Yeah. We, we got to get that out. Oh, um, yeah. And something that's it's not necessarily great news during this time is uh, Tom Billington, the Dynamite Kid, announced his retirement. He's just 33 years old. Yeah. Uh, he's got those awful back injuries. They covered it yeah. on Dark Side of the Ring. 
Yeah. Um, I haven't heard you talk much about Dynamite in the past. Uh, what were your impressions of him? He was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. He was one of the greatest ever. Uh, another guy that doesn't get what he should. But Tom, man, when I first met him, it was like 1977 in Calgary. And that's where Brett learned. Because Brett and him wrestled nearly every night. Oh, my God. What a pleasure it was to watch him go out there and just dissect Brett and beat the shit out of him, too. You know? And just go out and do it night after night after night. Uh, I've seen him be in the ring and some fans say something and he just get out of the ring, go out there and knock the dog shit out of him and get back in the ring and finish his match. <laughs> you know, he, he was could do to, it. To piss with. He was a killer. Yep. He was a killer, man. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate that his body couldn't hold up. It's a damn shame, man. I hate it. He suffered long and hard after wrestling and uh it shouldn't be that way no i mean awful and one of those guys again you know only 33 years old such a huge future yeah. ahead of him just man it, to think about what could have been with him it's oh my god a bummer really really is man because he deserved a lot more than he got well jake uh you did not get to compete at survivor series but you delivered a hell of a promo at the event mm -hmm. and uh we're gonna watch it this is actually one of the main reasons i wanted to watch this uh this back is this promo which is just incredible oh uh, producer don's gonna restart it jake the snake roberts That sweater, Jake. Yeah, that's pulling. That's that's labeling me, isn't it? <laughs> Damn, I'm hot. <laughs> the leather pants, the sweater. Yeah, something else. All right, Jake the Snake Roberts. These people saw what happened this weekend. I saw it. And millions around the world had an opportunity to see what took place. You said it was an accident. Trust me, it was. You said that snake <coughs> had been devenomized by the lad. Cross my heart and hope to die. That's what I was told. You know, Jake Roberts, do you realize how much anguish you have caused the Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth the torture that it excited, these... It excited me a little bit, yeah. I thought about it for a long time. You are a sick man, Jake Roberts. Thank you very much. You know, there are many who say <laughs> that Jack Tunney should have 86'd you for your actions. You should be out of the World Wrestling Federation altogether. You're very fortunate to have an opportunity to meet the Macho Man, Randy Savage, one-on-one -on -one this Tuesday in Texas. And I, for one, can hardly wait. Is that right? That's right. You know, let's start off by saying this. You know, you're trying to cast me as the original sinner. Well, I spoke to God this morning, and he said he doesn't like you. So let's point the finger at somebody else besides me. Let's point the finger at the people that voted for Savage. Let's point the finger at Jack Tunney. Let's point the finger at the World Wrestling Federation. Not at me. You know... When you take a look at everything, 
the one-on-one -on -one matchup between you and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. All of a sudden now, there is a very interesting hook to all of this. The fact that there will be no reptiles allowed at ringside. And that means no snakes in the bag. You know, it's hard to believe after six years you people haven't caught on yet. The thing in the bag was simply a toy. Something for me to amuse myself with. I've always been the snake you should worry about. And for six years you haven't caught on. It surprises me that anyone, even you, could be that ignorant. You laugh. Yeah, I laugh. Because Tuesday in Texas, Elizabeth, you have a ticket. You have a one-way ticket. A one-way ticket, Elizabeth. <laughs> so don't be shy, sweetheart. Let's use it, huh? You show up. A one-way ticket to the other side, if you will. Because this Tuesday in Texas, princes, don't expect the prince to be there to wake you up with a kiss. Because you see, Tuesday in Texas is not the end. It is not the beginning. It's not even the beginning of the end. Yet, the end of the beginning. Trust me, trust me, trust me. All right, Dom, you can cut it there. Uh, I've never seen a dad sweater look so damn cool on somebody. Uh, that was that was something else. Jake, if I wore that sweater, I would look like I belong behind the counter at an arts and crafts store. Uh, you look like a badass in it. The leather pants, the, the sweater, and, man, that promo, that promo was something else. It was strong, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, I've forgotten about that promo, and uh, it was really fun for me to watch that, you know, and uh, – it really, really was. I want to thank you guys for putting that up there for me to watch, man. I needed that. Oh, man, absolutely. I mean, it was just unbelievable. That's one of those promos that people still talk about today. What was what was your process like when you're conceiving a promo like that? Nothing. You just go out there and do it? I just go out there and do it. Uh, just remarkable it, work, man. A God gift. You know, uh, I, you know, the only thing I thought about in the promo is I might, I might think about one phrase, and I think in that one was the phrase I tried to remember was, uh, this is not the beginning, this is not the end. This is not the end of the beginning, yet it is the beginning of the end. That was the only thing I tried to remember. Everything else was just off the cuff. Dude, you know? it's, and, it's, uh, it's chills. It gave me chills. Just yeah, minute. yeah. It's definitely not my thinking. It was God just put the words in my mouth, and uh, they, they came out that way, man. That was some really good stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have one more video, uh, but we got to take care of a little business real quick uh -oh. with our pals over at Athletic Greens. Uh, oh, the best. Oh, dude. Uh, you know, I've been on this for about eight weeks now. Me and too. I, can, I cannot emphasize strongly enough just what a huge difference it's made for me. Uh, you know, I was noticing a real dip in my energy day to day. And on top of that, I was getting really fed up with taking all those multivitamins and supplements oh, every single morning to just get myself where I needed to be. And uh, Jake, now those days are behind me because with one delicious scoop of AG1, I get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day off on the right foot. These ingredients support gut health, my nervous system, my immune system, recovery focus, and most importantly for me, it was my energy. In just two months, I'm like a new man, and it's really become part of my daily routine, Jake. It's really convenient and easy. Yeah, I like it too, man. One of the first things I do in the morning, I got a little fridge in my bedroom, man, and uh, 
I got water and stuff in there. I get it out, take the scoop, drop it in there, shake the bottle a couple of times and drink it, man. And I'm good. That's all I got to do. It doesn't get any easier than that. You're, you're right, absolutely right about having to take all the multivitamins and stuff because as you get older, you're starting to take this for that. You know? And I get tired of swallowing that stuff, you know? Right. And, and especially the multivitamins because you got to eat a handful of the damn things and they're like horse pills anyway. You finish those vitamins, oh, you're like, I'm not, I'm not even hungry for my breakfast No, now. hell no. <laughs> damn, but I'm full. Especially if one gets stuck in your throat, man, and it oh, dissolves. That's geez. my favorite thing not to do. Then <laughs> AG1 tastes great. Uh, yeah, it so does. That's that, surprising. That's the other benefit, and it's only three bucks a day. I spend more than that when I just step into a coffee shop. Uh, it's amazing. It costs me three bucks. <laughs> right. So, I mean, this is a true investment in your health. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Uh, let's make it easy, though. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Mm. Get started when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash DDP snake. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash DDP snake. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Yeah, that's great. I love it, man. Oh, dude, it's it's fantastic. Can't recommend it strongly it. enough. Travels well. Everything yeah, is great. DDP about it. loves it, even, you know. Absolutely, man. He's a and health he's nut. Gotta, he's got to dissect the shit out of it, you know. <laughs> he has to know the ins and outs of a duck's ass. He wants to know it all. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those guys who's very selective with what he puts oh, what he man. puts in his body. He's damn right he is. Uh, well, Jake, we are near the finish line. Uh, yep. We're here. It's after just a six day turnaround. You're competing at this Tuesday in Texas. 167 observer readers voted, with the result coming in at 57.5 percent thumbs up, 40.1 percent thumbs down, 2.4 percent thumbs in the middle. Here's what the observer had to say: WWF's experimental Tuesday in Texas pay per view took place on 12:3 in San Antonio before a sellout crowd, a crowd of 8,000 fans. Uh, the card had sold out a day or two in advance, and it was well-known locally for some time that it would be a pay-per-view show. The 90-minute-long show was, by WWF standards, a show run on a shoestring budget with no advertising other than the weekend television, five matches, and no production frills. Um, so, Jake, it, it makes me curious. I know that back then the downside guarantee for most people was, uh, I think it was like $1,500 a year or mm. something. Uh, so talent involved, I mean, you've got a quick turnaround after a pay-per-view you're working again. Were you, were you excited? Like, okay, I get another payday or was it like, man, uh, low budget. You know, I never, and this is, this is one of my downsides. I never kept up with any of that. Uh, I never kept up with lies being paid. You know, I love what I do. And, uh, unfortunately for me, if I had played the office game, like a lot of the guys do, and invested some time in uh, promoting myself other than just going out and doing my job, <laughs> I had a lot more money. But uh, no, I didn't think anything about what I was being paid for it. I never have. Well, it's, I mean, you keep it real. And that's one of the things that I think yeah. lent to your success as well. Um, we do have the video from the match ready to go. Um, so we're going to watch it back, uh, while we're watching it, we're just going to go over some fan questions. I'll read about what the observer had to say, and then, uh, we'll wrap this thing up, Jake. Cool. All right. Uh, so if, if you want to watch, go to WWE network and you can watch along. We're jumping into the match right now. Um, all right. So, uh, this from the observer, Randy Savage pinned Jake Roberts in 625 with an elbow drop off the top rope. The match itself was average, but the post-match was pretty memorable. Roberts gave Savage three DDTs, and Elizabeth came down and kept begging him to stop. 
Roberts pulled a bag out and they pretended there was a snake in the bag and teased it for uh, quite a while. Uh, it, it climaxed with Jake slapping Elizabeth before Jack Tunney, Dr. Pat Patterson, Dr. Rene Goulet, and all the like made the save. Uh, this was about the most dramatic angle I've ever seen. So right now we see a pretty dramatic outfit on Randy Savage. Good Lord. Look at that. The hat. Yeah. What the hell was that jumping off at me? I didn't know it was Randy with that. I thought it was a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Meltzer would go on to say uh, that uh, they needed something big for you uh, to draw as a main event heel. Um, huh. But I think that that's bullshit. Um, if, if you're watching any of what you were doing, yeah. I mean, you you were doing some of the best heel work of your life. I'm just going to venture a guess that you were not feeding uh, Meltzer no. any info during this time, right? No, I never was a fan of Meltzer, sorry to say, but uh, I never followed his act. Right. He wasn't he wasn't super anxious to put you over, but begrudgingly, no. he said it was about the most dramatic thing he'd ever seen. Uh, so you got to give him that. He, he oh, recognizes absolutely. when something's great. Uh, we can jump into a couple of fan questions as we watch here. Jake, sure. if, if anything stands out to you, by all means, stop me and, and you can comment on it. Um, yeah. But uh, so Kyle at Kyle one nine eight zero one nine nine zero. That's a weird long name. He's on Twitter. Um, he says, "Hello, Jake. What did you think of your new Trust Me entrance theme during this time?" I loved it. I loved it, man. It was time for a change. You know, you, same old music every night gets boring, but I like the Trust Me thing. It's pretty funny. Where did you come up with the Trust Me deal? I thought I it was didn't. really cool. No? I didn't. They came up with it. And they came up with it and said, this is what we would like for you to do. I'm like, shit, yeah, I'll do that. It worked really perfect because your character had this like disingenuous nature. Oh, yeah. about it. And yeah. so now it's like this, this, it's like this used car salesman saying like, Hey man, trust me. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kyle went on to say, uh, were there still as many people calling for the DDT as there were in 86 when you were a heel? Uh, no, not as much. Not I think he scared much. him off with that snake bite stuff. Man. Yeah, that, that, that got a hold of people. Plus, he was Randy, too. I mean, Randy had a special place in people's hearts. You know, he really did. You know, him and Elizabeth, uh, they had that special spot, more so than Hogan. Yeah, well, especially Elizabeth. She's so, such a beloved figure. Oh, my God, and yeah. At the end of this video, we're going to see something pretty incredible uh, take oh place. Pro probably wouldn't be able to get away with it today, but we'll cover it here. Yeah, sure and got me in trouble. <laughs> well, that's actually uh, relates to our next question from a, a guy called the Rosen Coaster at Kicking Out Two on Twitter. He says, uh, "Who pitched Liz taking the slap to the face from you, and what was everybody's reaction to the idea before it went down?" Uh, Randy's one that come out with it, and uh, I didn't want to do it. I'm like, dude, that's you know, I don't want to hit hit her, man, because uh, I'm going to have to really slap her. You know, I'm not going to do no paper shit. And they were for it, but afterwards was the problem. Because, what happened? Uh, well, her her parents and her grandparents weren't wise to the business, you know, and the the acting part, the performing part, and uh, they told Randy he was no longer allowed at their house, and uh, he wasn't welcome back, and to get the hell out. Wow. And, so, um, that's so they, the reason, they thought the that's business the reason, was shoot. Right. That's the reason the angle was cut short. Man, yeah. that, I had no idea about that. Yeah, yeah this thing should have went to mania. So uh, Randy, uh, he pitched the idea. You know, he was such a, as you as you pointed out before, he's such a paranoid guy. Was it, wasn't he nervous about you putting your hands on Liz? No. 
Not at all. I guess they had talked about it and uh, they trusted me. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, Randy didn't like anybody touching Liz at all. Uh, when, when George Steele picked her up and carried her back to the locker room, Randy lost his shit. Even George Steele. Yeah, even Hogan when Hogan picked her up and you know boosted her up on his shoulders, he lost his shit. <laughs> you know, he, he lost his shit anytime anybody if a fan said something to her at the airport, he lost his shit. Wow. You know, if anybody asked her for an autograph, he'd go off on them. You know, but just, uh, but ironically, ironically, like the guy with the used car salesman uh, type uh, disingenuous nature character, uh, he trusted you. Yeah, yeah, that, amazing. That is that is something else. Well, he really wanted this thing to work, and it was working, and it was just a natural step for it to happen. Um, ben Watson at Ben Watts 4 on Twitter, he asks, uh, what was it like handling the Cobra over the Python? Oh my God! So much easier. I love that cobra. Are you kidding really? me? Just because he cobra was light. only weighed twelve pounds, man. Those damn pythons could weigh anywhere from forty pounds to one hundred and fifty pounds. You know, and then when you get to the fangs, the cobra doesn't have fangs; it has teeth. It's almost like a fish's mouth, just spiny little teeth. They don't hurt. They freak you out, but they don't hurt. Anytime you see an animal chewing on you, it freaks you out. You know, but that's about it. But you know, when that cobra bit you, man, he'd chew on you. But if a python bit you, man, he's going to leave some big holes because the first thing that happens when a snake bites you is you try to jerk away. Mm-hmm. Well, when you jerk away, it rips your flesh. Oh, you know, geez. I, I got one place right in my elbow and got that vein that uh, I had to have 36 stitches from one. Holy smokes. And uh, damn near bled to death before it was done. I bet you've got a hell of a scar there. Oh, yeah. Still do to this day. Up oh, here's the finish. Savage got you with the elbow drop, but we're not You're done yet. Damn right. We, it was uh, more of a lat drop. <laughs> I've heard that that was a rough one to take. He, yeah, he it actually is, really man. hit you. It, it really, yeah, he did. Did you ever yeah. like get backstage with him and say, "Hey, dude, lighten the fuck up"? Or no, how did that fuck go? no, I wasn't no pussy. <laughs> Good for you. I think I no. did hear that some people would say, "Like, hey, brother, come on." So it's, no, it's I, I never, I never asked anybody to lighten up, except for. Uh, Sid on the clothesline, and uh, the other person I asked to lighten up was uh, oh, the clothesline from hell guy. Oh, JBL? Uh, JBL, because I had the neck surgery, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it didn't do me much good asking them because I didn't change shit. So in, in uh, retaliation, I made sure during the match I got two or three good ones in. Man, uh, JBL always brought it with that thing, so I don't blame yeah. you for asking him to It's ridiculous. Cool it. There's no need for it. No, I mean, come on, it's it's. it's you take a, a better bump if you can trust the guy, you know. Yeah. Um, got one more question from uh, the fans. It's RSC underscore three eight eight on Twitter. Uh, always heard that the original plans for Mania Eight were Savage versus Jake and Sid versus Undertaker. You touched yeah. on that a little bit, so yeah. that was the plan until yeah. Miss, uh, Elizabeth's parents uh, had something to say. Yeah, they screwed me out of a lot. Man, that's a that's a bummer. It's it's fun to think about what could have been, but I mean, you wound up having a pretty good match there with Taker too. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. You're getting your heat back. Yeah, it's amazing that I was able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, with probably a couple broken ribs after that uh, mm. after that elbow drop. Nobody sells like this anymore. No, and look, I mean, I just watched this match before we started, and you're gonna go into the corner and kind of take a minute to, yeah, to recover. Man. Just expert cell job. Made sense. 
Yep. Nobody sells like that anymore. Now this, uh, Meltzer pointed out, it's, it does take a long time, so we did do a quick cut, which is coming up here soon, and we're going to get to the, uh, the kind of fun. the things uh, with the slap. But, man, it's an uh, incredible moment. It was real. Listen to the fans. I made for Mania, this match. Yeah. Everybody's on their feet. You don't see that anymore either. No, sir. Here's a quick switch to you berating yeah. Liz. Oh, yeah, I'm telling her. Beg for that man. Beg for him. God, that turned me on. Again, you're looking at the, the <laughs> shit that's going on on the other channel, uh, and there is nothing like this going on. No, this is serious. Everybody can understand that. Me, me, me bitch slapping Randy and... It still turns me on. Well, we've actually got we've got a pretty salacious promo uh, right after this from you. Uh, we're talking about Liz and oh, oh yeah, it is fantastic. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could do that today, Jake. No, no. This is the other underrated part of this match, is you've got the bag, you're teasing that the snake is in there, and that's what yeah. they're afraid of this whole time, and then you reveal there's nothing even in the bag. Yeah, fuck them again. See how I respect the referee, though? Yep. That's where you get your heat. There's no heat if you just disrespect the referees or, or you know. Jack Tunney? Yeah. Sorry, it happened. There's nothing in there, I promise. So how does that work, Jake? Is showing the, the referee's respect actually gives you more heat? Damn right he does. Damn right. If you, if, if you don't respect the referee, then the referees aren't doing their job. That's what the fans are thinking. Referee do something. Then when the referee does nothing, they're like, fucking referee's a piece of shit. I gotcha. So it puts the heat on you instead of the referee. Yes, yes. Christ. That night, that night, the fans with me inside the car <laughs> knocked all the windows out of it. <laughs> Tried to turn it over, man. They, they had it up in the air, but they couldn't quite get it over. I hope it was a rental. Oh, it was. Good Lord. I hope it you was. got the insurance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always, especially when you're a heel, right? Damn right, man. I use the diners club. They give you automatic insurance. Oh, nice. Yeah, save you a lot of money. So that's in the parking lot as you're going to leave? The fans yeah. are waiting for you? Yeah, trying. They had my car inside. Whenever I drove off, the fans closed in on me and blocked me. It was either run them over or whatever. How did you get out of it? I just kept moving forward, never stopped. There you go. So, like, not not speeding forward, but just lurching no, forward. Just yeah, lurching forward a couple inches at a time. Had that yeah, ever happened a, to you before? There, there was, oh yeah, there's a few people that went down. 
nothing serious. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd say they If they're trying to assault you, I, I would say it's, oh, it's yeah. deserving. Well, yeah, but you still have to go to court, don't you? Yeah, I guess so. All right, Dom. Whenever the uh, whenever the interview starts here, uh, crank it up a little bit so we can track it. Because man, this this promo from Jake is out of this world. Pretty raw. After taking a look at that, you are a bona fide sicko, Jake Roberts. Hitting a woman? How could you? A woman? No man wants a woman that's gonna lay down and grovel and beg for somebody's life. If it's a woman that I want, I want her to stand up. Stand up and be that. Be what I want. As far as slapping her, yeah, I slapped her. But I'll slap myself. I'll slap you, Gene Oakland. But I'll tell you something, Randy Savage. DDT and you was fine. That really felt good. But the best feeling I've ever had in my life is when I grabbed a hold of your woman's hair, man, and jerked her up off of her knees. Huh? That was good. And then when I put my hand across her face, my man, it felt so good I should have to pay for that. Yeah, <laughs> I to do that. So the next time you think about crossing this snake's path and a snake chooses his own path where nobody else wants to go, you think about it again. But if you do decide to, please do me one little favor. I'm begging you, please bring her back. Let me touch her again. Oh, get out of here, please, Robert. I can cultivate her into something that even I could oh, want. please. Uh, <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Oh, my please. God. I refuse to. Gorilla Monsoon, let's get back. Get out of here. Oh, get the hell out Gene selling it just makes it, man. Uh, if that don't put me on the A-list of interviews of all time, fuck it. I don't want to be on it. I was I was gonna say uh, any any wrestlers that are watching this, uh, whether you're in the indies, uh, in WWE, AEW, where, wherever you are, you have to watch this era, especially yeah. if you want to be a good heel. Because my God, it's just every every little nuance is covered. Yeah, it was fantastic work, Jake. Yourself and Savage would continue your feud uh, into the early months of '92, uh, which we'll cover at some point. You yeah. get some fun stuff at Royal Rumble. Um, final question of the week, and then we'll we'll wrap it up with a little business. Um, if you had to rank the best rivalries of your career, Jake, uh, from a storyline standpoint, where does this one lie? Oh, it's got to be at the top. You'd say this is number one? Yeah, this is number one. I mean, over the years, I've had the opportunity to work with some unbelievable people. But when you throw it all together, man, the, the slap and the snake biting Randy and just the whole thing, it, it's got to be number one. I mean, I can't deny that even if I wanted to, you know. This really is one could. of those ones. It's one of those ones that fans. It's it's 31 years ago, Jake, and fans are still talking about it. Yeah, you know, you yeah. you you'll post something on Twitter from that era, and fans are like, "I remember this. Oh, it was such a scarring experience. Oh, he was so scary." Uh, so it's all these years later. I mean, these are legit childhood memories that have stuck with people yeah. for all these years. Yeah, um, it's good times remembered, it, brother. Let's well, do that business and get out of here. Yeah, yeah. We got some good times on the next one, Jake. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a personality profile on one of the biggest stars of all time because in just a few days on the 10th, we're marking the 36th anniversary of a night that our our fans, uh, your fans, our, our very own listeners, Jake, cost you what would have likely been millions of dollars. 
We're talking about uh, Hulk Hogan next week and the infamous DDT in the snake pit that never made the light of day. Uh, We're talking about Hulk Hogan in general, though. We're going to cover kind of the early parts of his career uh, and certainly that angle. So I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, I don't know how you're feeling about it. I would guess all these years later you're feeling okay. Yeah, I'll get by. Well, and look, you know, Uh, open up some merchandising opportunities, which we'll talk about, too. Yeah, you know, we got, you know, I'd like for the fans to reach out for me on Cameo, especially being Christmas and stuff. Let, let me be your Santa. Let me bring you good tidings. Ha, ha, ha. Trust me. That's it. Cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake is where you can find that. Uh, Jake's also got an online shop. It's yep. uh, jakethesnakeshop.com. You can check that out. Uh, if you have a question for Jake about Hogan, you can ask it at Snake Pit Pod on Twitter. Check us out on our YouTube channel. We've got that up and running. YouTube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod. Uh, there's no better way to introduce uh, a new fan to our, our podcast. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing, please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review on all platforms. Hell yeah. Uh, one more reminder, uh, you can get The Snake Pit and all the other shows on in our network early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com, starting at just $9. That's less than 15 cents an episode each month, plus tons of wrestling personalities and much more. Head over the, to adfreeshows.com today. Catch Jake on Twitter at jakesnakeddt, on Instagram at jakethesnakeddt, and on Facebook at realjakethesnake. You can follow me on Twitter at marcuspdangelo. You can follow the podcast on all social platforms at Snake Pit Pod And Jake... We're getting out of here, man. Uh, first episode yeah, of the books. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. It's just exactly what I wanted. Marcus, I want to thank you for a phenomenal job oh, putting thanks, this man. together, man. I'm, I don't know who did it for you, but somebody surely, surely did it for you. Believe, uh, believe it or not, I did all the research. <laughs> my God, man. That was beautiful, brother. Thank you so much for putting all the hard work in. And uh, for the fans, Expect the unexpected from Jake the Snake. We're going to give it to you, and it's going to make you happy. We'll see you guys next week right here on The Snake Pit with Jake Roberts. It's that time of year, boys and girls. Can you believe it? I know I can. I know what you're thinking. This is going to be expensive. How am I going to pay for all this? Have you seen the economy lately? (laughs) Can we put Christmas on pause? You can't. It's going to be here sooner rather than you think. And I'm here to help at SaveWithConrad.com. How's this for starters? No house payments for two months. You're going to have to make a payment in December. You're done until January. And come January, you're going to have... A happier new year because it'll be with no credit card debt. It'll be with lower monthly payments. We can knock out your car payment. We can get rid of your second mortgage. We can pay off all your credit cards. We can get you the cash you need to turn your house into your dream home and do it with no money out of pocket. Don't get stressed out about the holidays. Just go to savewithconrad.com right now. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. It just takes a few minutes to get started. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, serious business, get a lower monthly payment. Make this the best Christmas ever. Skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com.